קידושים תהיו כי קדוש אדוני. In this week's second reading, we are introduced to a very famous maxim, a well-known saying within our tradition. Kiddushim to you, you shall be holy. It has variably been understood as either a promise of the eventuality and the inevitability of the fruit of our labors, that if we apply ourselves to the project called the Kiddusha Project, to be Kiddushim, God promises us that indeed we'll make it. That the pot at the end of the rainbow, the striving of spiritual practice yields fruits. The fruits of that labor are indeed Kiddushah. We don't really know what Kiddushah is. But indeed we will make it. Kiddushim to you can be read as a promise. It can also be read as a command. Kiddushim to you. Be holy. Work at it. Do the means of holiness towards the ends of holiness. Be holy as I am holy. And this promise, command, has been understood by the rabbis in various ways. The most famous of the understandings of the word Kiddushah is quoted by Rashi in this week's Torah portion, quoting the Sifra, an early rabbinic commentary on Leviticus. Kiddushim you be holy. Prushim you be separate. And indeed, if you would ask your average person, what is Kiddushah? I've heard it, right? I've heard it in shuls, bandied about. I've heard it in Hebrew schools and yeshivas. Be a kadosh, be kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzvaot, holy, holy, holy. They would probably say Kiddushah means something akin to be separate from the world. Just as I, God, am not in the world, I'm not wood or stone, I'm not even, to be more abstract, I'm not an idea, I'm none of those things, I am utterly and radically transcendent of all form. If we were Buddhists, we would say, I am formless. I am the formless. If we were Kabbalists, we would say, I am the ayin. Right? If we were Christians, well, we're not, so we're not going to say. But as all of them, in all of the great traditions, there is an element of the divine that is what is called transcendent. Right? God is beyond all of these forms. God isn't limited in any way. As Rav Cook once said very beautifully and radically, all definition of God leads to heresy. All definitions of God lead to heresy, said Rav Cook, and then proceeds to define God. Because in the end, as the great Zen masters have said, after all is said and done and there is nothing to say, you have to say something. But prushim to you, for I am Parush. Be ascetic. Be in an antagonistic relationship with the created phenomenal world because I too am in an antagonistic relationship with the phenomenal world. Just as I am not located in food and drink, in clothing, in homes and cars, in all of the flesh, you too, you too should separate yourselves from the world. Be a Parush. Pharisees, 
prushim, to be parush. And as Rashi quotes this sifra, and all of us hearing it think, wow, that doesn't sound particularly Jewish. Amazing. Doesn't sound like a Jewish ethos to be distant or to be in a relationship of antagonism to the world. He also quotes something else in the verse that precedes the verse commanding us to be holy. The verse that precedes the verse commanding us to be holy says that all of these laws were spoken to the Jewish people as a whole, as a community. And Rashi comments, why do we have to be told that it's in front of everyone? That it was given in a community to remind us that all of these laws that were given today, all of the laws about how to be parush, how to be kadosh, happen within a community, within a practice, within a sangha, within a tzibur, within a kihila kiddoshah. The grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, Rav Konimus Kalman Shapira, he remarks in his Ma'or Vashemesh, I'm sorry, it was Konimus Kalman Epstein, a person might mistakenly think that the meaning of be holy is that if a person isolates themselves, separating themselves from society, that they can attain holiness. But the truth is, that while separation helps to avoid the obstacles to divine service, in order to achieve holiness, one must join a group of spiritual people who worship in earnest and to join with them in their service, whether it's, whether it's prayer or study. Indeed, the majority of mitzvot must all be performed in an assembly with other seekers. And through this, one can attain the highest holiness. Rav Kolmus Kalman Epstein, the Ma'or Vashemesh, says that Rashi said that we should be prushim. We should be separate. But lest you think being separate means being separate from the community. Lest you think that to be a parush, to be kadosh, means I should isolate myself, do my own thing. Right? That whole communal trip's not my trip. Right? I don't do that community thing. I don't go to shul. I don't go to temple. I don't go where the people are. I stay and do my own thing. That's what I am kadosh. For that very reason, the Morva Shemesh says that Rashi made a point of reminding us that all of these things that lead to kedushah were given behakel, were given in a group, in a community. And he reminds us that even if there are obstacles that we will avoid by being alone, there are practices that we also will miss by not being with a community. That there are benefits to being alone. Who hasn't you know, thought to themselves, wow, I'm so much better off now that I have all of this space to myself. I don't have any of the entanglements of relationship. I'm back in my bachelor pad. I have all the room I need. I don't have any of that other stuff. Nobody's leaving their stuff around. There's no shadow when I'm by myself. When all I do is sit with my book and my activities, well, it doesn't get messy, but relationships and communities are messy. And all of the commandments that are given in chapter 19 and the holiness code, even if they are instructing us on how to lead a holy life, 
are inviting us to lead that holy life specifically within the context of a community, within a tzibur. That there are things that we cannot touch unless we are being touched by others. There are practices that we can never engage if they aren't done berov am with a minyan. It is instructive and I think really powerfully resonant at this time of the year and powerfully resonant at this time in our cultural realities. Everything within us is moving towards the I generation. We don't have wee pods. There's no wee tube. And more seriously, the hope that was gained four years ago within the political arena and the courage to step forward and to participate has waned. And if that weren't enough in shuls, in churches, and mosques around the world, we are certainly seeing this phenomena. In a culture that is geared towards the identity and the individuality of me, what place is the power and the transpersonal transformation that takes place in the we moment? How can I, as a radical individual, retain my sense of me even as I am called into the service of we. Every moment in our tradition points in that direction. One can't become a kadosh, even if one fasts, unless one is bitzibur. It's with that that I want to remind each and every one of us to continue to cultivate our personal practices, even as we commit over and over again to a tzibur and to a relationship with the larger family and community that holds us.